Hi, and welcome to episode 108 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. I'm David Auerbach, CEO and publisher at iPhone Life. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor at iPhone Life. Each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. This episode, we have a sponsor for you that David is going to share. <laughs> so today, I'm going to tell you guys about Jamf. Jamf is a software that lets you manage your iPhones for enterprise use. Uh, and basically what that means is if you're a company that's giving your employees iPhones, there's a lot of logistical stuff that you need to manage, and Jamf makes that really easy for you. So to set up the phones, to install the proper security settings, and if you have custom apps for your employees, all of those types of things Jamf makes really easy. They have a free trial, uh, so make sure you check them out at Jamf.com. Awesome. And uh, I also want to do a quick plug for our Daily Tips newsletter. If you haven't signed up already, go to iPhoneLife.com slash Daily Tips, and we'll send you a tip that'll teach you something cool you can do with your device in less than a minute a day. So it's a really useful way if you want to improve the way you're using your iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, any of the devices you have with a really low time commitment, then this is the newsletter for you. So iPhoneLife.com slash daily tips. Uh, we also want to share with you our favorite tip of this past week, and that's, it's a really simple one, but I know a lot of my friends at least are not making use of the Reminders app, so I chose this one just for any of you who might be in the same camp, because Reminders have changed my life, and it's just how to create a reminder on your iPhone or iPad. So there are a couple different ways to do this, but uh, if you don't regularly use the Reminders app, it's you find the icon on your home screen that's... Uh, it's white and it has like a few lines on it and a little dot says reminders underneath it. Tap it and from there you'll have uh, a list. I think you there like if it's the first time you've used it, you'll have a default list there. But you can create different lists and then within that you can create reminders. So for instance, I'll have a list for work and a list for home. And so if I have anything home related like buy paper towels or something, I'll go into my home list tap, um, you can just tap anywhere in the list and it'll bring up a remind, it'll bring up a new reminder there and you just type in buy paper towels. And this is the crucial part is you want to set either a location or a time-based reminder. Otherwise, it's just going to be hanging out in this app and you're probably never going to go in to look at it. Uh, if you set a time that you want to be reminded or a location where you want to be reminded, then it'll pop up on your screen. So I usually just do time-based instead of location-based, so I know that this evening I want to go get paper towels after work, so I'll set it for 5 p.m., and then as I'm leaving work, I'll have a reminder pop up on my screen, because at least for me, I'm pretty forgetful, so <laughs> it's, the Reminders app, I think, is super useful, um, and that's a simple way. You can also use Siri, which I also use all the mm -hmm. time, Yeah, um, but yeah. That's how I use the Reminders app. I actually... I do have some scheduled reminders, but I use it for my shopping list. Mm -hmm. And so I will just be um, doing something in the kitchen. I'll realize I'm running low on something and I'll just call out to Siri, you know, add this to my shopping list. And, and then so it nice. just, then yeah. when I get to the store, I just open and it's all there. Well, and then another thing you can do that I really like is you can have shared lists. Right. So my partner and I have a shopping list. So whenever, like if I'm, in, if I'm cooking and I see we've run out of olive oil, I'll just add it to the list. And then whoever goes shopping can see it right away. And it's a nice, right. it's a nice way to do the kind of joint lists for things like that. Right. And totally. if you have family sharing set up, um, then you have, it automatically creates a shared uh 
a shared reminders list mm. for your family, which um, my mom doesn't realize. So I get a lot of her <laughs> reminders in that list. But if you do realize and you use it properly, it can be really handy. That's uh, funny. Yeah. Also, I mean, this is a really obvious one, but reoccurring reminders are can be a really nice use case, too. Yeah. I, I just set one up for to remind me to take out the trash on Thursdays. Yes. And I kept forgetting, and now I don't forget. So thank you, reminders. <laughs> yeah. It's, and then you can use Siri for that, too. You can just say, you know, remind me every week to do this thing at mm -hmm. such and such a time, even. And yeah. it will take care of all of that for you. So that is our tip for this episode. Um, I just want to take a minute to tell you about our premium subscription, iPhone Life Insider. So we're an independent publishing company. Um, a lot of people think we might be associated with Apple in some way, but we're not. <laughs> and we love offering free services like our Daily Tips newsletter. But uh, really how we support ourselves is our iPhone Life Insider program. And so signing up is not only great for us, but also for you because we have uh, features that will teach you to really get the most out of your device. I know a lot of people are somewhat functional with their iPhones, but there's so much these devices can do that people don't know how to take advantage of. And so we make it really easy for you to learn in a really pain, painless, effortless way. Um, so we have video guides that will teach you how to set up your new iPhone, all the basics of how to use your device. We also have more advanced guides. Uh, we teach you all the new features when new versions of iOS come out. So when iOS 13 comes out later this year, if you're an insider, you'll be the first to learn how to use that. Um, we have an ask an editor feature. So that means you can write in any specific tech problem you're having. If you get stuck, which all of us do sometimes, we'll help you find a solution so that you are not stuck anymore. Um, you also get a digital subscription to iPhone Life Magazine. We've been around for 10 years now, so you get our full archive from the past 10 years as well as all the new issues. Uh, and you get video versions of our daily tips. So those are just short one minute videos every day that will teach you how to use your iPhone and iPad better. Lastly, we now have a premium version of this podcast. So you get exclusive content. You can listen to that on your iPhone through the podcasts app or on our insider site. So there's a lot to gain by becoming an insider. If you go to iphonelife.com slash insider, no, we actually have a special yeah. discount. Um, if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount, you can get $5 off your annual subscription to iPhone Life Insider. So thank you for being podcast listeners. If you want to support us, go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. Um, all right, that is all that now I've told you about our insider program. Uh, next, I'm gonna, Sarah is gonna take the stage and tell us how she helped one of our premium iPhone Life Insider subscribers solve a problem they're having? Um, so this was a small problem, but it's one of those little annoyances that are just kind of, just kind of like make using your iPhone just not as fun. And also when you fix it is just triumphant. So, um, so this insider wrote, I just traded in my iPhone 7 Plus for an iPhone 10R, And one question I have is about the battery display. On my old iPhone, you could see the percentage of battery that was available on the home screen. Did Apple remove that capability? I like being able to quickly look at my phone and see the percentage of battery time left. So it's still available, but Apple hit it. Yeah. Um, and on all the phones that don't have home buttons, there's that notch, and so there's not as much room. But fortunately, it's pretty easy to see it. You just, um, where you, you go to the top right corner where you would go, to, say, to open the control center, but instead of swiping all the way down, you just put your thumb there and just move it down just a little bit and all of the 
all of the things that used to be on the top of your screen will show up. The um, including the battery percentage if you have that enabled in settings. So that is the answer. 36% for me right now. And I also shared with this user, um, we have a guide to using iPhones, that the iPhones that don't have home buttons because a lot of different things have changed. And I've heard a lot from readers who've gotten the new phones that, you know, like, why can't I do this? Where did this go? So this article helps find all of those things. So I will share it. Um, in the show notes for this episode at iphonelife.com slash podcasts. Awesome. Uh, next up, we want to get into our apps and gear of the week. So do you guys have any apps and gear you'd like to share? I'm just pulling I have, mine up right now. I have both. I have, Go for it. I have one. <laughs> Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> so, well, the app I've been using, um, which I put down as free, but it's not. I think it costs about $3. I'll put the correct price in the show notes at iphonelife.com slash podcast is and I don't know how it's pronounced because it's like a combination of today and to do so <laughs> is it to d toady I don't know toady <laughs> but um but it's really useful it's basically an app that helps you stay on top of cleaning your house which I don't know about you guys but I don't like doing that and when I have to spend hours of time cleaning my house I kind of try to find other things to do instead. Yeah. So with this app, I just have, it lets you, you choose, you know, the things like by area of your house, like bedrooms, kitchen, bathrooms, what you want to clean and how frequently. And then it just reminds you. And so I've got it set up. So I spend like 20 minutes a day cleaning one part of my Mm. house. And so my house is always clean, which is an amazing thing because I have dogs and it's my whole life is coated with dog hair usually. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, me too. And I don't feel like that sort of dread of like, oh, the weekend's coming. Now I have to spend my life cleaning my house for, you know, so it's clean for the week ahead. Um, so I really like that. It's been going really well for me and I recommend it. Um, cool. So it has like a section of the app. Like you can use it, I assume, for other kinds of reminders or is it tailored for It's house tailored cleaning? for house cleaning. Oh, wow. That's cool. They actually have a sort of sister app. I think it's called Condo, which is... It's for other kinds of things like that. Like there's a section for your career and for your family and for hmm. your friends. So if you have kind of trouble keeping in touch with friends regularly who have, you know, you know, no longer like live close or see each other regularly, like that's a way to, you know, keep in touch with them regularly, get those reminders um, and, um, you know, re- remember to take your car in for maintenance, those sorts of things. So hmm. they have that app as well. Which I have tried, I downloaded, but I haven't started using it. Cool. I think I'm going to try Tootie, Toadie, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. App developers, when you are naming your app, make it easy to mm. pronounce. Yeah. I think that's good advice. <laughs> do you, you said you had another, you have some gear too? I do. Um, let me just reveal. <laughs> so if you're watching the podcast, <laughs> you, I've got the box and the actual headphones. These are over-ear headphones from Jabra. They're the Jabra Move Style Edition. Um, They're actually surprisingly comfortable for over-ear headphones. A lot of people don't like them because um, sometimes it like kind of presses on your ears, but I find them really comfortable. As with all of Jabra's products, um, I find the sound quality good. Battery life is excellent. Um, But what I really like about these headphones is that you know how headphones, they have like, ooh, if you tap three times, it, this will happen. Mm-hmm. And if you like move your finger this way, that will happen. And, and it's so hard to figure out. It's so hard to figure out. 
this is so simple and <laughs> easy to do. Like, like the volume buttons are, you, it's so easy to tell what you're pressing. Yeah. Um, which is not always the case, right? And, and you, there's no like weird buttons to press. There's like a little switch between, you know, Bluetooth and, um, and the battery and things like that. And so it's, I've never used headphones whose buttons were so easy to use. And mm. that is my favorite thing about them and why I am recommending them. <laughs> and, um, and they start at $100, which, you know, often like headphones that have good sound um, are more expensive. Oh, and now, now, now this is talking to you. Yeah, and now it's connected. But now I can. <laughs> okay, thank you for giving me that advice. <laughs> on, I accidentally turned on the Bluetooth connection thing. Um, so that's why I'm recommending them because they're so easy to use and they're, you know, they're not super expensive. They are not noise cancellation headphones, but, um, you know, you'd pay a lot more for that. So one thing I noticed too, when I, I've used these before mm -hmm. and I, they're also really comfortable. Like yeah. What, and like you said, but also, but one thing that you do have to be careful about is if you don't turn them off, like the battery will just drain. Mm. That um, is true. Like that is auto turn off. That is an ongoing complaint I have about all Jabra headphones. Yes. Yeah. Thank is, you. Um, and so like, for instance, I know David also has these, I have Jabra's, um, like they're wireless sports earbuds mm -hmm. and you put them in the case and then they don't connect, disconnect necessarily from your headphones. Yeah. And so, I mean, from your phone. So what happens is if you're listening to music then on your speaker, sometimes it will hijack that and your speaker will cut in and out because there's like this Bluetooth battle going on. And also then you'll go to use your headphones and they will be drained. It drives me crazy. Right. Drives me crazy. <laughs> so, I, but it's pretty easy to turn these off. So you got to remember. I will say, because I also have used those, and I think I even featured them in a best, in a buyer's guide at one point. Yeah, I think you did. They're a very nice combination of sound quality and affordability. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's a, that's a hard thing to find. Quality sound at a $100 price point. If they're going to be your only pair of wireless headphones, um, wire uh, noise cancellation is really nice so i think you know i always like to recommend people invest in a pair of headphones that's wireless that you can use noise cancellation on um but those are really nice if you're looking for an affordable pair of headphones that have good quality and right. they are comfortable and lightweight you can even yeah i've used them at the gym which i don't really do with other wi wireless full-on headphones right. yeah i've even, yeah. i've worn these on jogs before which you know mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and actually you know um Noise cancellation is great, but it's not something you should go cheap on. Like, uh, there yeah. was a pair of headphones I was thinking about featuring that were, like, you know, budget noise cancellation. And first of all, the noise cancellation didn't work. Second of all, the battery life was terrible. And now they don't work at all. So I decided <laughs> not to feature them. Good call. But, um, yeah, so go with quality first and then add on features if, you know, as you can afford them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you want to go next? You want sure. me to? I'll go. Um, okay. So I have an app I wanted to tell you guys about this week, and it's called Blinkist. It's an app that will summarize books for you in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's similar to like a Cliff Notes type concept. And uh, I recently, I have a stack of like five books that I've read the first chapter of, and I'm struggling to get through. And mm -hmm. so I, I was listening to a different podcast, and they had Blinkist as a sponsor, and so I decided <laughs> to check them out. Um, 
I have not decided whether I want to continue. They have a, a, a week-long free trial, but but after that, it is 15 bucks a month, which is like not nothing. Yeah. But if you're, but it was really nice. Like I listened to um, one of their 15-minute summaries of a book that I wanted to read, and I thought that like it felt. It was really easy to follow. They broke down the book into sections and covered them in like little two-minute segments. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it felt a lot like listening to a podcast in certain ways, but it was summarizing a book I wanted to read. So I think that that's a really nice um, service for people who like they're, they like Audible, that sort of thing, but they're wanting to get all the information faster. Um, I'm curious. I wanted to like ask you guys if this is something you would want, if you would pay $15 a month for, or if that just seems like too much. I don't know. I mean, I definitely, you know, my to be read pile has a tendency to get out of control. Um, and I'm never going to stop buying more books than I can read. (laughs) (laughs) But what concerns me is when other people summarize the contents of a book, you know, maybe they write an article about it and then I go and read it. I often find myself disagreeing with them about what are the sort of important highlights and mm-hmm. you know and and things like that and and so I don't know because I haven't listened to this but I don't know how easy it is to like because part of the experience reading is interpreting the book mm-hmm. for yourself through your yes. own sort of personal lens and and I don't know if there's any subconscious like lens that they're filtering the book through when they're summarizing it so I can't speak to that, but it is a concern of mine. I think a lot, like, I had that thought where I was like, I, there's no way that you're getting the same experience of actually reading the book or listening to it on Audible or something because, yeah, there's not the voice of the author. Like, it's not going to be as enjoyable either, but I think it's better than nothing if there's an area that you want to know more about and you just don't feel like you have the time to fully invest yeah and honestly so i've heard of this service before i keep thinking about it my concerns are sort of in the sarah camp where it's like it just i have a hard time not listening to the real thing mm-hmm. i feel kind of guilty about that that being said mostly i think i would use it for and i'm assuming it really is designed for nonfiction, right well, I I assume you can get fiction too, but the book I listened to was nonfiction. Yeah, it seems like I don't know what the joy is in listening to a summary of a fictional book, unless <laughs> like I don't know, unless you're trying to watch the movie or something. Unless you're part of a book club yeah. and you just totally screw up that month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I can relate to that. But yeah. I have so many nonfiction books that I want to read, and I have a hard time getting all the way through them, especially because I feel like. If a book is well written, then the first 15 to 20 minutes of a nonfiction book should give you the overview of it. Uh, and then the rest is sort of fleshing it out. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. That's and so true. I keep considering it for that reason that I feel like I could get maybe 80% of the value in a 15 minute summary as opposed to like listening to, you know, most audiobooks are like eight, 10 hours, which is a lot to invest. Yeah. Um, but I, I keep stopping short because I feel like. It's cheating or something, and so I haven't done it. <laughs> well, I also I think the main reason I decided not to continue the trial was just that I most of the time want to read books. It's yeah. like kind of the occasional book that I want to cheat on, or like you know just get the fifteen minute summary is not necessarily cheating. Um, and so I don't think I would use it enough to really justify that monthly price because I'm not planning on like making that my new way of reading books. <laughs> it's more just like gotcha, you know, for the occasional book. Yeah, So if it that was like, cheaper, or if you could pay like per book or uh-huh. something, that would be more appealing to me. See, it's funny because 
I'm, we should make this the question of the week. Yeah, there you go. Go ahead. Oh, so the question of the week, um, what do you think of services like Blinkist? Blinkist is not the only one out there. Um, do you, well, I guess to the question be, would you pay $15 a month for this? Or what do you think in general about the service? You can comment on either of those. <laughs> uh, podcasts at iphonelife.com is where you can send your questions. Um, and what I, was getting, what I was getting ready to say is I kind of, one of my New Year's resolutions is to read more. Uh, and so I'm trying to <laughs> read fiction and then listen to audiobooks of nonfiction. So that fits pretty well into that. Um, and so I'm tempted to give it a shot. I've been doing a lot of Audible. It's worth, since they have the seven-day free t trial, it's nice to just try that out and mm -hmm. see if you like it. Mm -hmm. Also, a great thing to use reminders for is when you're trying free trials of apps yeah. and, you, and you don't want to forget because, like, they're banking on you forgetting and then getting charged a bunch. Use a reminder to say, like, remind me to, to cancel this in six days so you cancel it before the seventh day when you're charged. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can cancel your subscription any time after and then it will automatically end at the renewal time. Yeah, but it's annoying. Um, so mine, it's funny because I'm talking about using Audible a lot. I wanted to update all of you guys on my great podcast app experiment. I have continued. If you remember, I gave up on the podcast app and switched to an app called Overcast. That was maybe a couple months ago, and I stuck with it. So I wanted to kind of oh, give an update on yeah. how I'm feeling about it. Um, overall, I like it a lot. Some of what I like about it is I was having a hard time with the podcast app. I was having a hard time with um, for apps that or for for podcasts that I sort of am not going always wanting to listen to the most recent episode. Let's say I'm listening to Serial and I'm not all the way caught up or something like that. I had a really hard time kind of finding where I was. I had a lot of times it would be like the top of it are episodes that you had. The first thing you see when you're in kind of a uh, show on on a podcast is all the episodes that you were halfway through listening to. But a lot of times I'd get like 90% of the way through listening to it and then I wouldn't listen to all the like credits and all of those would be right up top and I'd scroll all the way down and then hit available episodes and then scroll all the way to where I was. I don't know. Is that experience you guys have? Yeah, it why, is. Why do you scroll? You don't can't just tap the top of your f screen. What do you mean? Like, like ta tapping the top will take you back to the top of your list. You mean? It should take you back to the top of your. It take yeah yeah yeah. But the problem is I'm not wanting to go to the top of the list. So the top oh, okay. of the list is filled with all of these episodes that I'm most of the way through. But I want to actually not listen to those because I finished them. Or it's like the most recent episodes, but I'm actually like three weeks behind or something. So I have to scroll all the way down through that, and then on the bottom there's this available episode. And then I have to scroll all the way down to find the right spot where I'm at. <laughs> so with yeah. uh, Overcast, it's a pretty simple change, but I find it really effective. There's the Unplayed, which is basically the view that you normally would see in the podcast app. But right next to it, all the way in the top of the app, you can toggle to all, and then you can just see them in chronological order, or you can flip it and see it in reverse chronological order. And that yeah, simple no... change made a really big difference to me. Um, cool. The other things I'm liking about it are you can do a playlist, which I have now learned that on the podcast app, you can do stations, which I maybe do something similar. I haven't experimented with them. But a the playlists and overcasts are nice because you can just select certain podcasts and you can have like the most recent episodes. So now I just have my favorite podcasts and the most recent episodes and I can browse them quickly and easily in chronological order. 
uh, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, I found the search for podcasts to be a little bit nicer. They kind of curate recommendations a little bit better than the podcast app. Uh, and then another thing I liked about it was uh, I like how, for some reason, and you guys, do you either of you have CarPlay? Mm-mm. Sadly. I was having a really hard time with my podcast app on CarPlay. It would always pause when I didn't want it to, and I'd have to like literally open up my phone, manually close out the app, and reopen it to get it to work in CarPlay. It's not ideal when you're driving. not ideal when you're driving, no. and I haven't had any problems with the Overcast app. So yeah, I find it works better on CarPlay, which is really nice. And then the, the final thing I'm in, I haven't experimented with much, but it's actually supposed to be one of the main selling features, is they have a, something that's called like a smart fast speed, where it when you put it on like 1.25, on your podcast app, it like sounds a little bit like the Chipmunks, just like a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this is supposed to like, uh, like intelligently clip the like pauses between uh, when people are talking and make it sound a little bit smoother. I think I do like it better than the normal 1.25 speed, but I just tend to not enjoy listening to things at 1.25 anyway, so I haven't used it that much. Oh, and it's free. They have a premium version, but everything I just talked about is free. So I'm really enjoying it. You're making me want to switch. I tried it at one point for like a podcast roundup I did, uh-huh. and I liked it. I don't know why I didn't stay. It, it took me two or three tries to actually switch to it because it's sort of a commitment. You have to get all of your podcasts yeah. queued up. You have to do the playlist. You have to remember yeah. to not open your other podcast apps so that you can know where you are in each of the shows you're listening to. It kind of took me going all in to do it. I actually went and deleted my podcast app so that I wouldn't uh, keep going to it because I would like forget. By default. Yeah, I would forget and start – be listening to shows and two different podcast apps at the same time. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I mean, another thing is, if I remember correctly, Overcast integration with the Shortcuts app is actually better than Apple's. Really? Uh, oh, that's good to know. Podcast app integration is just easier to use. My right. only complaint with it is that when I share podcasts, it uses an Overcast link and not that many people use it, oh, and everybody's yeah. a little bit confused. Hmm. That is a little bit annoying. So that's why you're recommending it, so we can all get on the yeah. same page. Everyone <laughs> yeah. get on my page. <laughs> all right, this wraps up episode 108 of the iPhone Life podcast. Thank you all for joining us, and if you enjoyed the show, Please go subscribe in whatever podcast app you listen, <laughs> you use, wherever you find podcasts, and uh, leave us a review because that will help other people like you find our show. See you next time. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. everyone.